Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Yahoo Ranger podcast, where we provide podcasts that will enlighten your understanding of Yahweh and his plan for mankind's salvation and eternal life. For more information, please be sure to visit Yahweh.org and YahooRanger.com. It is abundantly clear that an overwhelming amount of evidence supports the seven-day observance of Passover and unleavened bread being Abib 14 through 20. Also, it can be demonstrated that this was the practice of Yahushua the Messiah and the early assemblies who later were referred to as Cortodecimans. Nevertheless, many would stubbornly disagree with this conclusion in the face of the facts and continue with a modified form of the traditional Pharisaic Hasidic practice. This newer modified or hybrid form would have an eight-day observance of eating unleavened bread from a B14 through 21. With the traditional Pharisaic and the newer hybrid practice, Passover day, a B14, is not the first day of the festival or feast of unleavened bread. Even though Passover day is considered a day of eating unleavened bread, the hybrid practice relegates it to just a memorial and preparation day for a B15 which under their system is officially the first day of the seven-day festival of unleavened bread consisting of Abib 15 through 21. It is essential to recognize that under the modern hybrid system, there would be a total of eight days of eating unleavened bread. As an attempt to discredit the validity of the Cordodeciman Passover practice of Abib 14 through 20, many objectors point out that Passover day is not a festival day, even though the scriptural citation from the book of Exodus indicates it as such. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven, neither shall the sacrifice of the cog or festival of the Passover be left unto the morning. Exodus 34, verse 25. It is claimed that even though this verse seems to clearly indicate that Passover day, Abib 14, is a festival day, there has been a mistranslation into English of the Hebrew word kog, which is festival, but that it should read victim instead. Therefore, when the verse is retranslated, they would read it as follows. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven, neither shall the sacrifice of the kog or victim of the Passover be left unto the morning. Exodus 34, verse 25. Could such a translation bear any merit? According to scriptures, for any truth to be established, there have to be at least two or three witnesses. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 1. Therefore, if the Hebrew word kog can mean victim, there should be other scriptural witnesses or verses to establish this so-called truth. When one searches the Hebrew of the Old Testament, only one verse containing the term kog might be considered. Psalm 118, verse 27. Per the King James Version, this mistranslated verse has the word sacrifice for cog. The verse is as follows. El the Mighty One is Yahweh, which hath showed us light. Bind the cog, or sacrifice, with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Psalm 118, verse 27. As one further investigates this particular psalm by consulting the Greek Septuagint for the equivalent Greek word for the Hebrew term, kog, one finds the word heorte. The Septuagint has, The deity is Yahweh, and he showed us light. Arrange a heorte, or feast, 
with the thick ones up to the horns of the altar. Septuagint, Psalm 117, verse 27. Strong's Exhaustive Concordance defines Aorte as of uncertain affinity, a festival, feast, holy day. The fact of the matter is that no verse in either the Hebrew or Greek texts supports the idea that the term cog or heorte is a victim or sacrifice. Additionally, the victim hypothesis cannot even meet the minimum of at least two or three witnesses to establish scriptural truth. Conversely, Scriptures clearly demonstrate that the terms cog and aorte always mean festival or feast day. Actually, the New International Version gives an excellent translation of Psalm 118, verse 27. Yahweh is El, the Mighty One, and He has made His light shine upon us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. Psalm 118, verse 27. The evidence is conclusive. No amount of word gymnastics will detract from the fact that scriptures explicitly state that Passover day, a beep 14, is a festival day. Now might be a good time to look at a few more verses, adding further support. Exodus 12, verse 14 gives, This day, Passover, a beep 14, shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it a cog, or festival, to Yahweh throughout your generations, you shall observe it an ordinance for a world age lasting time. Exodus thirty four twenty five has You shall not offer the blood of my Zabak or sacrifice with leaven, neither shall the Zabak or sacrifice of the Kog or festival of the Passover be left unto the morning. Notice that the specific Hebrew word for the sacrifice or victim is Zabak. It is distinctively the Zabak or sacrifice that is not to be left until the morning, and not the cog or festival. Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, number 2077, Hebrew Zabakze, Bach from Zabak, 2076, properly a slaughter, that is, the flesh of an animal, by implication a sacrifice, the victim or the act, offer, offering, sacrifice. According to the opposing viewpoint, one should be able to interchange the words victim and sacrifice with no difference in the intended meaning. In other words, the victim is the sacrifice, and the sacrifice is the victim. Therefore, if one were to substitute the word sacrifice for festival, as they would have it for Exodus 34.25, here is what the result would be. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven, neither shall the sacrifice of the sacrifice of the Passover be left unto the morning. It is quite apparent that there is something sorely wrong with this forced approach. Next, let's compare the proper reading of Exodus 34.25 with the passage from Ezekiel. In the first month, in the fourteenth day of the month, you shall have the Passover, a cog or festival of seven days, unleavened bread shall be eaten. Ezekiel 45 verse 21 Now might be a good time to ask, when did one begin to eat unleavened bread? Scriptures state that one begins to eat unleavened bread with the Passover meal on a beep 14. The next question would be, how many days does one eat unleavened bread? Again, scriptures are quite explicit that it is seven days. How many days is added to day one of eating unleavened bread to come up with a total of seven days of eating unleavened bread? Of course, we can all agree that it is six days. 
the book of Deuteronomy states, For six days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a solemn assembly to Yahweh your Eloi. You shall do no work on it. Deuteronomy 16, verse 8. If the first day of eating unleavened bread is a beep 14, what date would one arrive at when six more days are added? One cannot escape the fact that it is a beep 20. Our results prove that the first day of the seven-day festival of Passover and unleavened bread is a beep 14. One begins to eat unleavened bread at the beginning of a beep 14 and then continues for six more days, making a beep 20, the last day of the festival. As amply demonstrated again, the festival of Passover and unleavened bread observance of Habib 14 through 20 confirms the most ancient system as practiced by Yahushua the Messiah and his early followers, notably the Cordodecimans. However, some would point to Leviticus 23 verse 6 and insist that the first day of the festival of unleavened bread is Habib 15, which continues through Habib 21 for a total of seven days. The book of Leviticus has... And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the festival of unleavened bread unto Yahweh. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. Leviticus 23, verse 6. According to this passage, it is readily apparent that scriptures indicate that Abib 15 is a cog or festival day. How, then, does the information from this passage compare with that from the book of Ezekiel? In the first month, in the fourteenth day of the month, you shall have the Passover a cog, or festival of seven days, unleavened bread shall be eaten. Ezekiel 45.21 This particular aspect of Passover week will be addressed in a future podcast. In the meantime, keep in mind regarding Leviticus 23.6 that every day of the seven-day Passover and unleavened bread observance is a cog, or festival day. Ezekiel explicitly states that Abib 14 is the day of Passover. It also states that the cog of Passover consists of seven days, and unleavened bread is eaten on these days. This would confirm that the festival of Passover unleavened bread consists of Abib 14-20. It is crucial to note that both Leviticus and Ezekiel state that the cog of Passover unleavened bread limits the eating of unleavened bread to seven days and not eight days. Therefore, the consumption of unleavened bread from Abib 14 to Abib 20 would satisfy the scriptural instructions from both Leviticus and Ezekiel. When both passages are read in chronological order, the message becomes apparent. In the first month, in the fourteenth day of the month, you shall have the Passover, a cog or festival of seven days, unleavened bread shall be eaten. Ezekiel 45:21. And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the festival of unleavened bread unto Yahweh. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. Leviticus 23.6 Ezekiel is explicit that Passover is on Abib 14, a cog of seven days during which unleavened bread is eaten. Leviticus also explicitly states that Abib 15 is the cog of unleavened bread. The following facts from these two passages can be listed as follows. From Ezekiel Point 1. Abib 14 is the cog or festival of Passover. Point 2. The cog of Passover is also a seven-day cog. Point 3. Unleavened bread is eaten on Abib 14. Point 4. Unleavened bread is eaten six more days, or a total of seven days. Also see Deuteronomy 16.8. 
Point five. Abib 14 is the first day of the Kog of Unleavened Bread. Point six. Abib 20 is the seventh and last day of the Kog of Passover and Unleavened Bread. Now from Leviticus. Point number one. Abib 15 is also a Kog of Unleavened Bread. Point two. Unleavened Bread is eaten for a total of seven days, inclusive of Abib 14. Point three. Abib 15 is, in fact, the second day of the Kog of Unleavened Bread. When these passages from Ezekiel and Leviticus are considered, one understands why there seemed to be a conflict concerning the observance of Passover and unleavened bread with the practice of the Pharisees during the time of Yahushua the Messiah's death. Scriptures clearly indicate that Yahushua ate his Passover meal just after sunset on Abib 14, one day prior to the Passover meal of the Jewish religious leaders on Abib 15. If someone followed the example as set forth by Yahushua the Messiah, they would observe the seven-day cog of Passover and unleavened bread from Abib 14 to 20. In addition, the first and last days of the cog, Abib 14 and Abib 20, are high Sabbaths. Remember, we must always be diligent in our search for Yahweh's truth, as were those of Berea in the first century CE. These, Berians, were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Acts 17, verse 11. Furthermore, we should not forget the instructions given to us by scriptures. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 21. Hopefully, this podcast has enlightened the listener to realize that Passover, Abib 14, is a festival day and the first day of the seven-day festival of unleavened bread, observed on Abib 14 to 20. For more information, please refer to the Passover series at YahwehRanger.com. May Yahweh be with you on your journey to discovering Yahweh's truth. 